host. Today's segments include actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually stashed, actually attending, um, a knit-along, and a giveaway. So Happy New Year, you guys. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season and a healthy and happy new year. Um, my holidays were fantastic and restful, um, and I missed talking to all of you, so I'm excited to be back. Um, actually working. Let's jump right in. I worked on a lot of things. Honestly, you know, during the holiday time, I didn't feel like I had as much time as usual to knit. We were pretty busy around here, but, um, but I got some knitting done, and it's actually been quite a while since I recorded, because I recorded the year in review for the MJ interview, so I have a lot of things to talk about today. Um, so the first thing is socks. I worked on a lot of socks over the break. Um, the first thing that I worked on were the OCD2 socks that I was working on for the kids. I did not finish them, but it's okay because I can just finish them and give them to them another time. Um, and so this is yarn that I got from Mustache and the colorway is OCD2, so it's two 50-yard skeins of matched, exactly matched, self-striping R2D2 yarn. And then I had hand-dyed some blue, um, kind of by mistake, at one point, and so I'm, it's really pretty, and I'm using that for um, heels, cuffs, and toes. So... Two of those are done, and um, the third one is ready to go, but the way that I'm doing it, I kind of knit one for each kid out of the first ball of yarn, and then I'll knit a second for each kid out of the second ball of yarn, and that way it will be um, a little bit easier um, to make sure that they are matching. So then the second pair of socks that I'm so, so excited about is back in December I had bought myself some Biscott and C yarn um, at the Long White Yarn Shop, and the colorway, I don't remember, but it's Grello. It's um, white and yellow and gray, and it does this really pretty thing. I had seen a similar technique on um, some white birch fiber arts yarn that my friend Emily had knit up one day when we were out for coffee, but it, it kind of gradiates within the stripe, and so when the stripe starts, it's like lighter and then it gets darker and then it gets lighter again um all within each stripe and it's so pretty and the other thing is this yarn is so so soft so I'm really really excited about that I am doing a stockinette vanilla sock um that seems to be my new my new thing instead of the ribbing um and I'm the better part of the way through one of those socks um I think I've done eight sets of stripes and I want to do um, 10. So I, I may be able to squeeze out sort of a longish pair of socks and then some shorter socks out of this yarn, which would be great because like I said, I really, really love it. Um, and then the other thing that I cast on over the break sock-wise was some socks from um, Lollipop Yarn. So I had bought, I think it was two years ago, I had bought myself three balls of Lollipop Yarn um, and there was one that I hadn't cast on yet. Shoot, and now I'm going to forget the name of that colorway, too. I'm the worst. Um, but anyways, it's, it's dark gray, light gray, and then kind of an ice blue. It's really pretty. And I just had never gotten around to casting it on. So I decided to make that this year's car knitting. Um, but I also took it with me, um, 
both times that we went to see Rogue One over the break. And um, so the boys, my boys' birthdays are back-to-back days in December and uh, right around the time that the movie came out. And so we did their birthday parties there at the movie, which was really, really fun. Um, And so I just had a sock with me to knit in the movie. And then we went back at the end of the break and we saw it again because the first time, well, first of all, it's awesome. It's definitely worth seeing more than once. But um, the first time to it, you know, wasn't the most relaxing (laughs) because I had a large number of kids to keep an eye on. And so it was kind of like somebody was always getting up and going to the bathroom and I had to make sure they were got back to their seat safely or whatever. And so anyways, but uh, those socks are coming along nicely. They'll be my my live in my purse socks or or actually my live in my car socks, which usually also mean that that's what I knit on um, when the boys have basketball, which is starting up again next weekend. So um, so those are pretty fun. And then I got the coolest thing. So uh, the Denver Art Museum is doing an exhibit of Star Wars costumes. I think it runs through March. Super, super fun. Um, Really nice exhibit. Like, really great stuff. A lot of Padme, because Padme had the most outfits, I guess. But um, they also had, like, they had an actual Ewok, and they had Chewbacca, and Darth Vader is there, and and they're the actual, like, the droids, like, actual droids and things like that, so it was really, really, really cool, um, and the boys and I did that, uh, mid-December, for their birthdays, and I bought this kit, I actually ordered it from Amazon, because it was pretty expensive at the museum, um, but it was a Star Wars felt kit, And so it has a little book and little instructions, and you can make these little, they're about three inches tall, these little felt Star Wars creatures, and I had so much fun with that over the break. That's part of the reason probably that I feel like I didn't maybe get as much knitting done, because I did make a bunch of these. I wanted to make one for each niece and nephew to go with their gifts, and I didn't get that far. But the first thing that I did was I made um, Wicket the Ewok. And he turned out really cute. I did that one first because it said it was the easiest one, and it was pretty simple. Um, and then that one I gave to my little two-year-old nephew, and he was so funny because he's very opinionated. He's very too. He likes to say no a lot. Um, so we gave it to him with his present, which was a Mr. Potato Head Stormtrooper that he loved. And then I gave him this little Ewok, and he goes, no, Bucky, it's not mine. <laughs> he just gave it back to me. So I snuck it into a little tackle box for a little toy fishing kit that my mom gave him, and I'm I'm sure it made it back to his house, (laughs) but that was pretty funny. And then I made a Luke Skywalker and a Han Solo and a Yoda, and I bought some extra felt. I actually had kind of thought I might work on him with my nieces and nephews. They always come and do a sleepover when they're here, but um, they were too busy. We, We got an escape room game. So I don't know if you guys have heard of these escape rooms that you can go to. I'd really like to actually go to one with my family. Um, But they, you know, lock you in a room and then you have to solve all these puzzles to get out. Well, my sister had gotten um, Jack a a board game version of that where you set a timer for a couple of hours and then you have to work through these puzzles to escape the room. And the kids loved it. And so that was a really fun way to keep them all... um, hanging together and, you know, doing stuff together when they were here for the sleepover, so it was totally worth it. But I'm definitely going to make more of those. I bought some more felt. Felt is cheap, which is nice. So I bought some more felt, and I'm sure I'll I'll make more 
um, and then eventually uh, give those to them. So that was pretty fun. I worked in a pair of mitts for my stepdad. Um, he does a lot of photography and um, a lot of times he'll do sunrises or sunsets, so I wanted to make him some fingerless mitts. I got one of them done, and the other one is most of the way done. And then I kind of just, I kind of just got the itch to work on some more interesting things, and so I'll continue to work on those. They really weren't intended to be a Christmas gift because we got him a bunch of other things for Christmas, so I'll do that another time. And the same thing with the Father Cable's hat for my dad. I worked on that quite a bit, um, didn't get it done in time, sent the rest of his gifts on without it, and then his birthday's coming up, so I'm going to send him that for his birthday once I get it done. And then I got to pick up a few of the things that I had kind of set aside while I was finishing my holiday knitting, and so, um, so the first thing that I picked back up that's coming along really nicely is my True Friend sweater, and that's a Vera Valimaki. It's from Interpretations 2, and um, it is a really cute um, kind of boxy sweater. You you basically kind of knit like a bib, and then you knit around that, like all the way around that. So I'm up to probably five or 600 stitches at this point. It's not fast knitting. Um, but you knit all the way around that in stripes. And so I am knitting that um, in two different shades of turquoise and then um, some yarn ink that I got at uh, Yarn Along the Rockies. Oh, there's the cat. Um, and Yarn Along the Rockies, and it's gray with, there is some turquoise in it, and purple, and kind of a gold. It's really pretty. So, um, like I said, that's it's been... It's kind of mindless knitting. It's good conference call knitting. Um, I just knit all the way around in circles. And um, I believe I need to end up with 20, 20 sets of stripes. And I have 10 sets of stripes. So it's getting there. Um, I would love to finish that up and get that into my wardrobe. Because um, it's always fun to have a new sweater. Um, and so that one's coming along pretty nicely. And then I had a little bit of a... Um, a cast on binge, which was fun. You know, I always like to kind of do that, especially, um, it was like towards the end of the break and, uh, things were starting to settle down from the holidays. And so I had an opportunity to just kind of, um, chill out one night and I cast on several things. So the first one, I'm sure everybody is seeing this all over Instagram, um, is the Find Your Fade shawl. And so Sherry from People Who Fields was doing really fun things on Instagram, kind of showing, you know, different possible color combinations. The shawl actually calls for kind of as many as seven colors. And it's just this giant triangular shawl, um, mostly garter stitch. And it's kind of just about like having some fun and, um, and seeing how the colors work together. And the sample is done in um, seven different colors of hedgehog fibers, which is cool. So I dug through my stash, and I, oh, so this was a funny story, too. So I dug through my stash, and I was like, I'm just going to pair some yarns up here and find something fun, you know, that I like to um, to do this out of my stash. And um, I pulled out a bunch of fingering weight yarn, and what I ended up deciding to do was I'm using my Gale's Art sock blank that I got at Rhinebeck, and then I had some new Madeline Tosh uh, sock, that was in the color Esoteric, which is a 
sort of a turquoise with gray. Um, and then I had some sunshine yarns that I was planning to pair with the sock blank anyways. And that one, um, that one, oh gosh, I'm the worst with color names today, you guys. But anyways, that one is a, just kind of a true turquoise. And then I had this pretty gray that I had bought. So, um, I'll talk a little bit about it in stashed, but I, I did really well this last month or so with, um, coupons and discounts and freebies from Eat Sleep Knit. And so the Esoteric was one of those. And then I got some Nerd Girl Bounce and Stomp in the Davros colorway. And I'm sure that's a sci-fi reference, but I don't, don't know that reference myself. Um, but it's a gray with little hints of blue um, throughout it. And so I'm just going to use those four colors. I'm going to make sure, because each of the things... She tells you up front sort of how much of each color you're going to use. So I just kind of figured out, you know, like I want to use pretty much down to the last inch of the sock blank. So, you know, what would I have to do to kind of get through that? And then um, I just did the math and and um, really four skeins of yarn will be plenty instead of doing seven and then having like leftovers. So I think the colors are going to look gorgeous together. I'm on the third section, I think. So there was a, a solid garter stitch section that I did with the sock blank. And then there's a lace section. And then the next section is stripes. So I, I, I got as far as sort of adding the, the second color in. I don't think I'm quite ready to drop the sock blank just yet, but I'm close and it's pretty. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. Um, and that's going to be a fun, it's a big shawl, but it's gonna be a fun project, I think. Um, and then I had bought, well, I talked to you guys on the MJ episode about, I had bought a sweater quantity, um, from a, an order that somebody had canceled on him. And so this is his Peruvian dream worsted, which is 50% alpaca, um, 30% mohair, 20% silk. And mine is in the mystic lagoon colorway. And oh my gosh, it's a dream. It's a really nice yarn. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of his stuff, um, but this is a base I had not knit with before, and so I wanted to find a sweater, um, and I really was looking for just, like, a very simple sweater, um, because I'm feeling like a couple of simple pullovers would be really nice additions to my wardrobe right now. So the sweater that I found is called Heavenly, and let me look at the name of the designer. The designer is... Ankestrick, A-N-K-E-S-T-R-I-C-K, and um, it really is just a cute kind of A-line um, pullover, uh, long-sleeved, and it's got cute little eyelets at the collar, um, and I think it's really pretty. So I think it's going to really show the yarn very nicely, and I'm just working on some short rows on the yoke right now. Um but I'm very excited about that one, and that will be fun. Um, and that's another, like, if I could get that and True front Friend kind of cranked out, I think that could be a really fun, you know, kickoff to the year to have new sweaters. Um, so then <laughs> I had this idea. I got, um, I can't remember if it said I got a newsletter. I saw on Facebook. Anyways, I saw something from Eat Sleep Knit about a knit-along that they are doing for the Persian Dreams blanket. 
So this is a blanket that you knit um, 26, pretty large, I think they're supposed to eventually end up being about 8, eight or 10 inches across, hexagons. And they're done in color work, um, and it's so gorgeous. So you do a, a neutral background, the sample was white, and then um, there's six different types of hexagons, and so you knit different different amounts. Like I think the first one you're supposed to knit four of them, and then there might be one a couple later where you only knit two, and one where you knit six. And anyways, it ends up being 26 hexagons, and then you kitchener them all together, and then you knit a border, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I had been thinking that I was going to knit a blanket with my hedgehog minis because I thought that would be a project worthy of that yarn. And I just got like a bee in my bonnet. Um, and I decided that I was going to, that's what I was going to do with these, these beautiful minis that I got from hedgehog fibers. So I printed out the pattern. It's a lot of pages in the pattern. Um, and I had already dyed up a little bit of gray for what I thought this blanket was going to be. I think I'm going to end up needing seven skeins of the gray. So I dyed up some more. Um, and then I sat down and tried to map out the pattern is written to use Knit Picks palette, which honestly would be a pretty um, cost-effective way to do it. Like if I were going to do another, huh, I'm already planning another, I haven't even finished one hexagon yet. But if I were going to do another, I could totally see doing it in that. And I think she has a sport weight version and a worsted weight version. Um, so this would make an, an insanely amazing gift if you're going to do it for somebody. But I'm kind of looking at this as, like, this is my 2017, like, magnum opus. Like, this is my big project. Um, I'm going to try to finish one hexagon a week. That's the goal. And, um, I figure if I can do that and then take the time, you know, it's gonna take a lot of time to assemble in Kitchener and the border is going to take a lot of time. But I think if I could stick to that pace of one, um, hexagon a week, then I could definitely finish this in 2017. So that's my big, knitting goal for the year is to finish this blanket. I'm really excited about it. I cast on the first one, um, and I, I might have made a slightly different color choice with just one of the colors in the first hexagon, but um, I think it's going to be fine. I used something speckled, and it doesn't quite show um, as boldly as I would like it to, but... Um, it will on the others, and it'll give them each kind of their own different flavor. Because I do, there's one that calls for orange, and there I do have uh, more orange to use on the later ones. So I think it's going to be okay. Um, but I knit kind of 20 or so rounds on this hexagon, and then I decided that I really needed to, I don't do a lot of color work, so I really needed to figure out how to do a better job with my floats. So I went on YouTube and I looked at um, the philosopher's wool technique, and that worked out great. It took me a little time to get the hang of it. In the first video that I watched, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing exactly what they're doing, and I, I just couldn't get the floats to catch. 
But then I watched a second video and she just went a little slower. Her camera angle was a little bit better. Um, I do think she did slightly different things with where she positioned the yarn. And, boy, it works like a dream. It really is not bad at all. And, it, and then I feel like I've got my speed back because I'm not constantly messing with the two yarns. I can hold them in two hands and, and it's coming along pretty good. So I'm pretty excited about this one. So the first hexagon, I feel like it's like 54 rounds and I think I'm on 44. So I have 10 more rounds to go. I'm going to work on that somewhere this afternoon um, and see if I can't finish the first one. And then I, and then you just put them on waste yarn, um, and set it aside until they're all ready to be blocked and, and, you know, wet ends woven in and all that. It's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> that's for sure. But, um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this project. I think it's going to be a really fun, um, thing to do, and I feel like when it's done, it's just going to be like an heirloom, right? Like, it's going to be this beautiful, amazing thing that I made, um, that I'm going to treasure for ever. So, that is, um, that's my big project, you guys, and I'm so excited about it. So, you'll be hearing a lot about it, right? Um, you'll be hearing a lot about it on the podcast for sure. The first one that I did, I did the hexagon number one, and like I said, I think I eventually need to do four of these. What I thought at first was that maybe I was going to do like all of the ones and then all of the twos, but there's a couple of them that I especially like. And so what I think I want to do is instead jump around and that'll, you know, keep my interest and I won't feel like, oh my gosh, for a month I've been knitting like the same hexagon. And by the time I go back to knit another number one, um, I'll, it'll be exciting and interesting again. And I think there's so much possibility with this pattern because you really could, you know, she makes some beautiful color suggestions, um, but you really could do just about anything you want. So, um, the first one that I did calls for a yellow. So I'm using a colorway called banana legs and then there's an orange. So that's the one where I use the speckle. Um, and it'll look better on some of the subsequent ones where I have, um, a real orange and then it uses a little bit of um, a turquoise and then a, like a hunter green so let's see I'm using a little bit of bounce which is that same colorway that I have a whole skein in um, and then that calls for a colorway called tranquil and I'm using one that's called hunter and then J which was a blue I've got one that's called electric blue that's a beautiful royal blue and then Cosmopolitan is a pink, and I have a um, a colorway here from Hedgehog called Sorry Not Sorry that is fantastic. It's just this vibrant hot pink. So I think it I think it looks really good. It does very much go um, light in the center to darker on the outside, but I think it's really pretty. Um, and what's interesting is like the banana legs is a yellow with little flecks of green and then the bounce is kind of a, a hot turquoise with also little flecks of like chartreuse green. So the color story is really interesting and I think what'll be fun is, um, for a lot of the colors, uh, you know, she might've called for 300 yards of, I don't know, like pink or something. So I used three different minis in the pink. So it's going to have a lot of color to it, and I think it's going to have a lot of personality. I'm so excited. So that is my my magnum opus for 2017. That's my, my main project and priority for the year.
actually hand dyed. I just did a little bit of dyeing over the holidays, um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about that. Um, the main thing that I did was more gray for the blanket. So, um, like I said, I've now done a total of seven skeins of gray platinum stock. Um, and I just did a very soft silver gray and then I kind of speckled them. The second set, um, it did take me kind of two tries through the dye pot to get the coverage that I wanted. Um, and to try to make sure, you know, they're not, they definitely look kettle dyed and they're, I don't want them to be perfect, perfect solid gray, but there was definitely kind of a look I was going for and it, it took a couple of tries to, to perfect that, but they look really, I'm really happy with them now. Um, and then I played around some more with the speckling technique and I can't remember if I told you guys this story last time, um, but when I was at Longmont Yarn Shop for the trunk show that Jonathan from MJ Yarns was doing, um, one of the staff was showing off his current whip, and he had some yarn that he had bought um, at the Loopy U, and it was undyed, and he had dyed it with speckles, and he was telling us a story about how he mixed the dye in with just plain table salt, and then sprinkled it on for the speckles like that and uh so I came home and I gave that a try and then I I wanted to play with it some more but it makes a really big difference in terms of really giving a speckled quality and really making sure that the dye stays where you want it to I could picture that if you were going to do this a lot you could get like a salt shaker which would actually be a really fun way to do it mix table salt in with the dye and then shake it on like that. What I ended up doing was just mixing the salt and the dye in Ziploc bags. And now I have a lot. I mean, I just did tiny little bits of dye and kind of a couple tablespoons of salt. But now I have a lot of that mixed up in a whole bunch of fun different colors. And um, I sprinkled them on with a spoon. And so I still just took a very light hand like I would have if I were using the dye powder directly. But because, you know, if you end up with just like a sprinkle, instead of it being a sprinkle of all dye, some of that is salt. And some of it is little grains, I guess you'd call them, of the dye. And then if you do that in a shallow pan on really high heat, um, and the yarn is mostly dry when you put it in, um, whoosh, it just grabs right on and it really looks like truly speckled. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I definitely am going to play around with that a lot. I have five or six now minis that I've been kind of playing with. And I'm going to find something cool to do with them. Oh, so I forgot to tell you guys this funny story. I started to and then I forgot. Um, which is funny because it's a story about how I'm forgetful. So when I was laying out all of the yarn for the, um, the Find Your Fade and trying to pick my colorways, I, I was pulling through... I have like storage cubes, like Ikea storage cubes. And I was pulling through those and I was trying to find like what yarn did I want to use. And then I was like, why haven't I seen my Luxadorna cashmere? I was like, where did that go? And I tore my yarn room like upside down. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, I'm losing my mind. How does somebody lose cashmere for god's sakes like I can find all my nitpicks yarn where's my cashmere and um it turned out I have a a bin that I keep like kind of leftover FOs like things that don't fit easily in my closet 
I keep those in one of the bins in here. And it was kind of underneath a couple things. But I had to sit and go like, okay, where is my... What did it look like? What was it in? Where did it go? And then I found it. So I wound that up to um, cast on at some point coming up soon because I think it'll knit up pretty quickly. It came with directions to make a little cowl, and that's what I'm, I'm going to do probably exactly what it what it called for. Um, but anyways, I was wigging out. It was really it was really not a good day around here when I until I could find my cashmere again. Um, but the minis, I thought I'll probably do something similar to that where I, you know, I, I pick a pattern that um, that would work well in terms of just doing lots of little changes. I did think about playing with, um, doing some dyeing for the Find Your Fade, but um, but then I picked out those other colors instead. So, anyways, it's just a, if you could just picture me, you know, like with all my little bins pulled out and just being like, I've looked in every bin. Where is my cashmere? Um, but I found it. So, happy ending there. And that is it for hand dyed. Actually stashed. So I did pretty well, you guys, um, in terms of Christmas gifts. And then I did get on kind of a roll with my little discounts for Eat, Sleep, Knit. So I'll tell you all about that as well. But um, I had made my husband a little wish list. Um, Eat, Sleep, Knits is a pretty good place for him to go and get me um, Christmas yarn because they do have a really nice um, wish list. And then they have this great Black Friday sale where you can get up to 100% off. And I, I think he only managed to get 10% off, but it still was pretty good. So he got me um, four skeins of fingering weight yarn. I got some hedgehog fibers in the bounce colorway, which is beautiful electric turquoise with greens. Um, I got some Madeline Tosh sock in the whiskers colorway, which is one of her, you know, one of the millions and zillions of beautiful grays. Um... And I think I want to knit that into a pair of just nice gray socks. Maybe something with some interest, some cables or something. Um, but I was so happy with how those Vegas socks turned out. That's kind of my new favorite sock yarn. Although then I knit the Biscotte and see, and then I love that too. Although they're very, very different. So the Madeline Tosh sock is a really nice, um, sturdy feeling yarn. Lots of really nice twists that I think is going to wear exceptionally well. And... The biscotte is soft, so soft, and so lovely to work with. So anyways, I got some of that in whiskers, and then I got two speckles. One of them was the Outlander colorway, and the other one was um, another speckle. I don't have the colorway name written down, but a beautiful speckle. So then with the things that I had gotten myself, like the Hedgehog Minis um, and the yarn for my dad's hat, and I got some bulky um, Cascade all in that Black Friday sale, um, I had a bunch of coupons for myself, so I bought some Malabrigo Corasol, I think is how you pronounce it. This is this new bulky yarn that they are doing, and it's got, it's a bulky yarn in really beautiful, vibrant Malabrigo colors, and then it's kind of got this thread, black thread plied with it, and I was really interested in that, and, um, curious about how that would, how that would look, so... I ordered some of that with one of my coupons that I had, or my discounts. So you get these lotto cards, and then they're like scratch cards, and you scratch off and you win. Now, my husband accidentally threw away the lotto cards. That was not great, um, but that's okay. I forgave him. And then I had gotten some lotto cards, and like some of them were duds, but one of them I think I got $15. So anyways, they were pretty good. So I got this Corsol. I got a skein of, um, another skein of Madeline Tosh sock, 
in composition book gray, so that's one of her dark, dark grays, and I have yet to decide if that's going to be socks or if it's going to be, you know, like a, just to tie into something, um, something else, some other project. And then I ordered a skein of black velvet. I think I got Twist Light was the base I got there, and black velvet is a dark gray heading to black with some pink in it, um, that I think will look nice with some Neighborhood Fiber Company yarn that I bought last year and some yarn that I dyed in the class that I took with um, Sleep Season Mag at Fancy Tiger. So I've been looking for something to do with those, and I feel like having a third skein that maybe pulls it all together is going to be the way to go. Or it would look nice with the composition book gray. So anyways, options, but um, but I really did quite well in terms of you get some yarn. Like the... The, oh, that was the other reason, though, that the black velvet. So it literally cost me $2 <laughs> because um, I they they do this yarnathon every year, and they put you in teams, and this is the second year in a row that I have just, uh, by luck, ended up on the winning team. Um, and so you had to have stars, and you earn stars by doing different things. I think I earned stars just by maybe, like, just by being in their 10K club or something. Um but there's lots of ways you can earn little stars, and then the everybody's yardage gets counted for the team total, and the winning team, everybody on the winning team gets $20, which is kind of amazing. So I got $20 store credit, and then I got a note that this year, if you're in the 10K club, then once a month, um, they'll let you use a code to ship for free. And so then I had, I think the yarn was... $22, and I had a $20 credit and the free shipping, and so I literally got this skinny yarn for two bucks, so I was pretty psyched about that. So that's it for stash. I am um, definitely on a stash diet um, until the next event that I go to, so I'm going to roll right into attending, and um, the next thing coming up for me is that I'm going to Stitches West in San Jose, California. Um on February 23rd and 24th. So I will fly in Friday morning and stay until Saturday afternoon and then fly home. I won't be there for the podcaster meetup or any of that, but I, I used um, points and things to get the trip. So um, I had some credit card points that I used to get the hotel and I had Southwest miles from all my work travel that I used to get my flight. So it's basically like meals and Ubers and things are the only things I'm going to have to pay for when I'm there. And just today, I found out that my friend Jen is coming with me, so I'm so excited. We had talked about it a while ago that, like, maybe she should just come with me. I think it was maybe when we were out shopping at Thanksgiving, and um, and she was like, well, I'll think about it, like, and and I knew she was excited, I knew she wanted to come, but I, we hadn't talked about it since, and then last night she texted me that she was looking at flights, and she texted me this morning that she booked exactly my same flights, and so now I get to go with my one of my very best friends, so that's so exciting. So I was very excited about this trip already. I am doubly excited now, and I and I will probably do the same thing and try to go into it like I did at Rhinebeck and have a couple of ideas of a couple of things I want to look for, like White Birch Fiber Arts, I think, goes, and that's what I'm really interested in, and um, Canon Hand Dyes. I'm pretty sure goes to that one, and she was at Yarnfest the first year, but not the second year, so I probably will want to check out her stuff. But anyways, um, if you're going to Stitches and you have any suggestions for me, I would love to hear them. But no more yarn for me until then. 
Um, and then I am missing Yarn Fest this year. So Interweave Yarn Fest is uh, the last weekend in March, first weekend in April. But that is during our spring break. And the kids and I are going back to Hawaii. So um, that's a good reason <laughs> to miss um, to miss that. We're going back to my parents' house. So, so that is it for attending. I wanted to give a couple of quick... Shout outs and thank yous. My friend Jen, who is Jen Knitting Around and all of the places that you might want to find her, um, knitted me the cutest little um, ornament for my little ornament tree. So she has a bunch of cousins here in Colorado and they are Broncos fans. And she had bought some Broncos yarn and knit them all ornaments. And then she knitted one for me too, which was so sweet. And it showed up in the mail yesterday and totally made my day. So thank you, Jen. You are awesome. And um, I love it. So thank you so much. Um, and then the other thing that I got this week that I wanted to say thank you for is um, Shayna from Yumi Yarns, who is a friend of the podcast and a friend of mine, um, sent me a really cool pattern um, from a club that she's doing. So this year she's doing Club Yumi, and um, I guess it's a monthly subscription type thing, and she'll send yarn and I think like maybe like a notion or something and then also a pattern and uh, she gifted me the pattern for the January club which is really really sweet of her so I'm trying to pull it up right now I think right now the patterns um, are only available if you're a member of her club um, but then eventually she will release them but it looks like a really clever club and she's very talented designer so I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about this and now I'm having a heck of a time getting my um my ra oh no I'm trying to get my ra oh the xenon stole there it is I was trying to get ravelry to show me the name of the pattern so it's called the xenon stole and um so I think it calls for two skeins of fingering weight yarn and it it's knit in a really clever way where I think you do some short rows and things, but you end up with something that looks like it's in Tarja. And so I'm pretty excited about that. I think that could be another good use for some of my um, my cute fingering weight yarn that I always seem to stockpile. So thank you, Shayna. Thank you, Jen. Uh, you guys are awesome. All right, you guys, I have a couple of fun things here at the end of the episode. The first is I'm going to do a quick little knit-along. So um, I really enjoyed the Sherlock Knits book that Joanna Johnson provided with me a review copy of, and I reviewed that before the holidays. Uh, and Sherlock is back on TV, on PBS um, in the U.S., So, and I'm sure it's on the BBC. Um, but anyways, Sherlock is back, and it's one of my favorites. This is my first season watching it in real, live, real time. I binged the rest of it on Netflix and finished, I think, back um, over Labor Day weekend. So I was really excited when it came back. Um, and I really loved the book, and so Sarah, the knitting type, and I are going to um, host a little knit-along for that, um, and really it's just to knit any, anything from the book. Um, there are a lot of great patterns. There are a lot of big and small um, types of things. I personally am going to knit the speckled band shawl, which is a chevron shawl, um, and it's it calls for a gradient, so what I'm going to do is um, I have a sock blank that I dyed with my friend Jen uh, before the holidays, and then some minis I dyed to go with it, and so I had done some speckled minis when Jen was here, and then I did a couple more 
um, last week when I was dyeing stuff up. And so they're all different shades of blue, like navy and um, hyacinth is one of them, and I think like electric blue. And so the sock blank is just a gradient one, and then all these different speckles. I'm pretty excited about that. So take a look at the book. Um, I will open a thread in the Ravelry group, and I will continue to post details there. Um, and check out Sarah's uh, Ravelry group as well in her really great video podcast because she is also doing a Sherlock knit-along. Um, and then the other thing that I have for you guys this time is the giveaway and the discount on the MJ Yarns Red Label. So I have three skeins of um, MJ Yarns Red Label yarn. Again, this is his brand new um, bases that I went and interviewed him for back in December. And uh, the first thing that I have is I have two skeins of 1U fingering. This is his 100% superwash merino, and it's a singles. Um, it's 380 yards for 100 grams. And the colorway that I have two of is called Trillion. And it is a beautiful purple. It's really, really pretty. Um, and I'm really excited about having that to give away to you guys. And then he gave me a skein of... Um, tough Ram Heavy Fingering. This is his 80% Superwash, 20% Nylon. This is raised and milled in the U.S. 360 yards in 100 grams. And he gave me my favorite color to give to you guys. So it's Marquise. And it is um, blue and red, which which eventually means a little bit of purple as well. And it's gorgeous. So um, the rules for this are going to be pretty simple. I'm going to leave this open until February the 1st, um, but go to the Ravelry group, um, and then check out mjyarns.com, look at his red label, um, colorways, and what I'd really like to know is what is everyone's favorite colorway and which base you like the most and what you would knit with the yarn if you won. So I'll put pictures in the show notes um, of these gorgeous skeins that he gave me, and like I said, that'll stay open until February 1st. The other thing that'll run um, until February the 15th, I believe, is the um, coupon code that Jonathan gave me for you guys. So 15% off the MJ Yarns Red Label, um, at only available at mjyarns.com, and the code is podcast. Um, the other thing I want to make sure that you guys know is he also gave me, um, yarn to share with, um, Sarah, the knitting type. So she will be giving away some MJ yarns through her podcast and you should check out her podcast and her Ravelry group for details there. And also gave me some to share with, um, Emily from the Knitting Butterflies podcast. And so she will also have some to share and to give away. So check out my friends and their fantastic podcast. And um, you kind of have three three chances to win um, yarn from the new Red Label MJ Yarns. So that's really it for today, you guys. Happy New Year again. It's so nice to be back and talking to you guys again. I'm working on my calendar for the year to figure out you know how frequently I will be um, dropping episodes, but my goal is still to be on a, you know, about every, every two weeks kind of schedule. Um, and, uh, that's it. If you want to connect with me, you can always find show notes at knitactuallypodcast.com. The Ravelry group is called Knit Actually Podcast, and that's my, um, my name on, uh, Instagram and on Facebook and at Twitter. It's just Knit Actually. 
Um, but I would love to connect with you guys. The other thing that I would love um, to see grow in 2017 would be iTunes reviews. So if you're or listening to the podcast and enjoying the podcast and would be willing to jump onto iTunes and give me a quick review. That would mean a tremendous amount to me. So until next time, you guys, uh, thank you for hanging out with me and happy knitting.